Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Glory to God, growing and going. And, uh, but uh, it's also going to be a homecoming. So if you run into people that you know used to come here, remind them, say, hey, we're having a homecoming uh, on those dates, and we'd sure like for you to come back and just be a part of the meetings. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So that's going to be October 23rd to 25th, Marty uh, Blackwalder, uh, Philip Slaughter, and the Garbers are going to be here. So they're all excited. We've been in touch with them, talking with them. And everyone's got great expectations what the Lord's going to do during these meetings. Amen. 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 So be planning to take off. We'll be doing morning services at 11 o'clock and then nightly services at 7 o'clock. So if you can, clear your schedule so you can come and just get under the anointing. Amen. Amen. Um, I've found that the more that you can uh, put yourself in that place, put yourself uh, in where God is, then the, because, you know, to be honest with you, sometimes it takes a little while. Not for God, but for us. You just need to keep hearing the word. Amen. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Brother Hagin used to talk about, he would do meetings. He said the longest one I think he'd ever done was nine weeks. Wow. But, you know, after he'd get through several weeks, they start seeing miracles. Amen. Well, why did it take? Because it, it takes a while to get the people Get them, you know, get their minds renewed. Get them under the word and, and get them expecting. Amen. Get them hungry for a move of God. Hallelujah. So, you know, so just like the, just like the um, uh, rooted and grounded class, uh, if, you know, if that's coming across your heart, you'd like to come and be a part of that. that make a way to do it. Amen. Everything you do for God is going to be a sacrifice on your end. It's going to cost you. It'll cost you rearranging, putting away something, you know, doing, giving some time to it. But how many knows it, it pays to obey God? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So praise the Lord. Um, open your Bibles, the Ephesians 4, your, your iPad, your phone, or we'll look on the screen either way. All of you, we got all of above here. Hallelujah. God's good, isn't he? Yeah. Let's pray. And then we'll get in the word. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for everyone attending. Lord, we're believing with them that their ears will be open, that their eyes will be open, ears and eyes. Glory to God, they'll hear and see what you're saying here. Father, we thank you for utterance this morning. I thank you for utterance for me. Glory to God that I'll speak as I ought. And I just thank you for boldness. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing here and doing in these families, doing in the individuals here. Glory to God. Lord, the greatest prayer that I can pray is, Lord, that we get hungry. That we get hungry for the things of God. That we, that we be enlightened as the body. Hallelujah. So I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Siri's getting in it. She's responding. You guys ever have, you got, how many has got Alexa in your house? Have you ever just got her, she just starts talking to you? You're not even talking to her. At her the other day, we were talking, and she said, I'll play this song for you. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to play no songs. S- sort of scary, because you know they're listening to you. 
But hopefully what they're hearing from you, they'll get saved. Amen? <laughs> Ephesians 4.22. I went to talk to you. I preached over in Effingham last week, and I, and I really felt like once I got flowing in that, I liked that, and it felt good. I just stood here talking about being a put-on. Amen. How many knows that being a put-on is spiritual? You know, the world will talk to us and, and really and, uh, mock us sometimes as Christians. Well, you're just a put-on. Well, they don't realize that that's being, that's being spiritual and being scriptural too, that we should be put-ons. Amen. And, uh, and so I want to I share something, uh, share here how to be a put-on uh, and why we should be a put-on. Amen. So in Ephesians 4.22, it says that you put off, everyone say put off. Put off, put off the, the former conversation, the old man. In other words, the way that you were living before you met Christ. Okay, the old ways. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to not do anything, you know. I mean, you, you brush your teeth before you got saved. You should still brush your teeth afterwards. Thank you. All right. So all of the hygiene, all that stuff, we're not talking about things like that. It's talking more about the culture, about the way of the way thinking, the way you think. Amen. And, and the world has a way of trying to conform us to their ways. Uh, and we'll talk a little more about that here as we go. But he's, so he, when he says, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, According to the deceitful lust, every one of us has lust, okay, uh, in, our, in our members, the Bible says. When you got born again, when you, got, when you became saved, it didn't do away with that old man because the Bible says he's in your flesh. All right, I know you may not want to think about that, but why is it that you sometimes want to do wrong? Boy, you're all looking holy today, aren't you? <laughs> I, maybe, maybe it's Pastor Kimberly and me, the only ones that ever want to do wrong. But that comes, that comes from the flesh. Yeah. All right? And the thing about that is, what I've, what I've come to know is, if you can get people to understand that, then you're going to, then there's not, you're going to let them figure out there's nothing really wrong with you. Right. Sure. There, you know, it's just, it's just the flesh. There's nothing, there's nothing up here wrong with you because you're having problems in their areas. It's just the flesh. But we're supposed to deal with the flesh. The uh, Romans 12 talks about putting the flesh under is a type of worship to God, keeping your body. You're to present your body to God or worship God with your body. Amen. So you really want to have a worship service. That's the best worship service you can do towards God. Are you here? Yes. And so, so the thing is, don't think just because you're having problems in areas of your life, maybe there's habits, maybe there's, uh, you know, there, that's where lust is. Lust is in your body. That means that you have, lust means having a strong desire for something. We're supposed to have a lust for the things of God. But there's also that other negative side of it where we lust for wrong things. Amen. And so when those things begin to arise, don't, be, don't 
you know, the devil will come, well, if you were a Christian, you wouldn't think this way, or you wouldn't act this way, or do this. No, it just means you got some work to do, putting off the old man and put on the new man. Okay? So he says, <clears throat> here, um, put, off the, put off the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful of lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, okay? So, the, so as a Christian, the one thing that you should be doing all the time, not just one time, but it should be an ongoing thing, is renewing your mind. That's the one thing that we are, are, should be doing all the time. Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to the world, so we're not, there, we're not, there's nothing wrong with you being different than the world. You should be. They should be a, there should be a marked difference between us and the world, especially in the way we think. All right? He says, don't, don't be like them, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now listen to the, the Passion Translation. It says, this is the same one, Romans 12, 2. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. By the renewing of your mind, or, I'm sorry, I read the wrong part. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of cultures around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Now, while, you know, the world's trying to say if we preach something or against, or preach what the Word says and it's against something, that then we are, uh, we're biased, that we are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Huh? Closed-minded. Well, the truth of it is we better be closed-minded to some things. All right? Uh, but you know, th there's a real there's a real move right now where uh, we're supposed to accept the idea that you know uh, not even able to do genders now. We can't even even on I notice on some of the things that you do, it'll say male, female, or other. What's other? You know where well, you know when did we also begin to be other? Well, then, you know, so there's this, all this culture thing that's out there trying to say, well, you can be all these different kind of sexes and stuff. Well, see, that's, that's what he's saying, don't be conformed to. Because the word is very plain on it. Your identity is not what the world says. Your identity is what God says. That's where we get our identity. You, as a Christian, you should never have the. You should never let come out of your mouth. I don't know who I am. I just don't know who I am in in my life. Well, if you read your Bible, the Bible will tell you who you are. See, that's the renewing of your mind, so that you'll not be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Are you here? Yeah, I mean, so all of the, 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 the world right now is trying to push us in one way, you know, and then, if, and then if we say anything against it, well, then, you know, then you have this big onslaught coming back towards you, 
against but it doesn't matter they're just trying to get our thinking to come to come in line with theirs it doesn't mean i hate them it doesn't mean that i'm against i'm not i'm i don't hate homosexuals but that's a wrong lifestyle just wrong and see the culture will try to teach you that you'll have to experiment and find out you can't just judge and say that this is the way you are well no the bible the word of god plainly tells us how we are to live our lives and and how what male and females are to, to come together okay so if you want so so you can either uh you can either say accept what the world is saying and then be conformed to the world and and you you may disagree but you can still be a christian and conform to the world it's going to affect your life here on earth the way you live but i don't as long as jesus christ is your lord and savior it's not going to affect your going to heaven okay so see, these are the things that we, this is the things that he's talking about, is we, we have a choice, we have a decision to make. Will we, will we stick with what the Word says? And, and honestly, it's pretty black and white. It's not, there's, there's no difference. It's just being able, it's you making a decision, okay, this is the way it is. I mean, I shouldn't have to pray about, you know, if I go over and join Kelly's house and then there's a $100 bill laying on there, I shouldn't have to pray about because I'm having a temp you know, I'm having a temptation to steal that. God is, should I steal, is this right or wrong, you know? The Bible is very clear on it. It says, thou shall not steal. So there should no be praying about it. I'm to put off the old man and say, no, that's wrong. Glory to God. I'm not stealing their money. Now, that doesn't mean I'm a thief because I had that thought. All right? That was lust. That was the lust that's in the members of your body. Amen. And I, I don't have to go pray for hours and ask God to forgive me for even having that thought. That thought, it doesn't become a sin until you act on that thought. Are you here? So this is, this is what he's talking to us about. He says, you're going to have to put off the old man because when you got born again, the, you didn't change outwardly, you changed inwardly. And now what has to happen, you've got to bring the outward in line with the inward. And that's going to take some time. And that's going to take some work and effort on your part. And the sad thing is, if people don't know that, especially at the beginning of their Christian walk, then they'll get deceived by the devil because he'll, he'll constantly say, well, if you were a Christian, you wouldn't think that way. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't have done that. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't have flew off the handle. If you were a Christian, if you were a Christian, getting you doubting your salvation, doubting your commitment to God, not realizing that this is the area that you're going to have to work on now. It's just going to take some work. Everyone say work. 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 So it's not, coming to, it's not just coming in church and setting, and then everything is going, you know, Angie's not going to come here and set, then she's going to walk out a different person. Woo, glory to God, all that's taken care of now. 
No, the word, the, the, the word that'll go forth to you is the power of God to change that, but you're going to have to work it. You have to work it. Amen. And, the, and when you quit working it is when, it start, when you start, uh, stop changing. Amen. We can all, we're all needing to change more, to transform more, to be more like him. That's what we're trying to do, to be more like him, to bring that new man that's on the inside and put him on the outside. The new man's perfect. And when you die, that spirit, you, glory to God, when you come out of your body, woo, glory to God. That's going to be awesome. We can eat all we want to eat. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know there's going to be eating because the Bible says the first thing we're going to do up there is go to the banquet table for seven years. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus ate when he came back from the dead. Amen. Went to the beach. Hallelujah. And cooked up some fish. So we know there's going to be eating. Hallelujah. Amen. And surely we're not going to have to deal with weight anymore. Yeah, praise God. Okay, let's go on and keep reading here. Verse 25, wherefore, putting away lying. What, so you tell me, what is lying, new man or old man? Old man. See, is this easy. Every man speak truth with his neighbor, not to lie to your neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And so God gives you a window of time that if you get mad, you mess up, you have a window of time to get it all straightened up. It's that sundown. Sundown. That's it. So you you blow up, you know, have a temper tantrum, say things, do things that you shouldn't have done. You have till sundown to get it all corrected. I'm not kidding. The Bible tells you you have that window of time. Why? Because you better not go to bed mad, angry with that on your mind. Because the longer you let it set up here, then the more it takes root. And then you're going to have more of an issue later on. Now notice what it says. He said, uh, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Then it says, verse 27, don't give place to the devil. So, what is he saying? If we let the sun go down upon our wrath, then he says, you're going to open some doors that's going to give place to the devil in your life. If I don't, then I'm shutting doors. I'm keeping doors shut. I don't know. When I go to sleep every night, I lock the front door. I lock the I even lock the patio door, I lock the inside door, and then I set my alarm. Why? Because I don't want anybody coming in. Well, we should be that same way about our lives. We should be that defensive about our lives. That we don't want nothing, no, nothing outside of our life, no devil, no spirits, none, none of that getting into our house. Amen. A lot of people just invite things into their house. You go in there and you look. It's funny. 
it used to, when you, I don't think people even care now, but it used to be when a pastor would come over to the house, they'd go and hide stuff and get everything. Now they just leave it out in the open. They don't care. But you shouldn't have things in there that are wrong, magazines or uh, things that would be inviting to the spirit evil, evil come because if you invite them, they'll come. They will. Horoscopes, not good. That's not good. Well, I'll send a paper, a newspaper. Well, still not good. Because you're, you're trying to get a leading and a guidance from an outside source when you're supposed to get the uh, leading and guiding from the inside. Because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. And any time you look to something else rather than God, then you're opening, you're opening doors. Okay. So he says, um, Be ye angry, sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. Is stealing old man or new man? Okay. He says, If, you, if you've been stealing, stop. Just stop it. Don't do it no more. Why? Because it's wrong. Now, you know, I was praying this morning and I, I, I heard the Lord say, talking about 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I was wondering about that scripture, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, <clears throat> putting off the old man and putting on the new man, you have to do it by faith. You say, well, how do I do that by faith? Well, like right here, it says don't steal. That's the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So this is so the the world. Someone may tell you, "Well, that's okay. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right to still, you know, your company, your your place of work. They have all this stuff that people, everyone does it. Go ahead and take some of that home. Do something. Well, see, that's stealing. It doesn't matter what everyone else does. The Bible is very clear. It says, do not steal. Everyone say, do not steal. Do not steal. Don't be a thief. Amen, we're not to be thieves. So he just says, stop it. See, I can do that now by faith because I see where the word says that. Now, here's the thing, and you're going to see this. Is Hebrews 4 talks about the word of God is the power. There's power in God's word here. And any time you act on that word, then there is an ability that comes to perform the word. Yes. That's the difference between that and works. Just doing things because you're, 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 you need to do it or told to. But when you're doing it because the Bible says so and you've got your scriptures, then when you do act on that word, then there is a power to perform the word that comes to you. There is. I can give you some examples. There are. Praise God. To, that will free you from whatever it is. That's why it's important to find scriptures for what you're, you're dealing with. What is it you're having profit? Find, find scriptures. Take, the, take time. Look it up. Find some word on it. Amen. Confess that word. Praise God. Believe that word. And then act on that word. And you'll find that you're no longer doing it in the flesh, but you're doing it in the spirit. Yes. Amen. Now, you know, I've told you earlier that uh, before I got saved, we, I was, uh, 
I was on my way to be an alcoholic. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I had fun doing it. Had gotten in a little trouble with it. And, but the thing was, I tried to quit several times because I'd do something wrong, you know, I'd get in some kind of a trouble, and then I would try to quit on my own. And I couldn't do it. But the moment I got saved and I knew that that was just the way, you know, I'd heard it before, seen it, that I wasn't supposed to do it. I just acted on it. Guess what? I never had, there was no, I never had no withdrawals. It was amazing. I mean, I give God all the glory for that. I do. He delivered me out of it. That's why I scratch my head when I see Christians wanting to get back involved in it. I got delivered from it. Why do you want to go get involved in it? Hallelujah. So there's a power to do the word. Everyone say a power. So let him that still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hand, the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of his mouth, no foul mouth talking. Amen. No, you know, again, this culture is just amazing. The words, of, I seen a sign, a flag the other day that was waving, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not uh, preaching either party, but the sign said, uh, uh, Joe Biden, and then it said F you on it. I mean, that, I, I, I can't even, rem you know, I thought you used to go to jail for put, doing things like that. I thought obscenity was against the law. But now, you hear, you hear our younger generation, they just talk that like it's, there's nothing, nothing to it. It offends me. Amen. And let's see, the Bible says, everyone say the Bible says. Okay, that's what we got to keep going back to is the Bible. All right, just because the culture says it's okay. Because everyone else is doing it. What's the Bible say? See, he says don't be conformed. Don't be like the world. Don't be impression, impressionated by the world. He says here, don't let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Why? Well, there must be a reason. He said, do, just do what is good, that it be edifying, that minister grace to the hearers. Now notice verse 30. It says, don't grieve the Holy, Holy Spirit of God. So go ahead and talk that way, but it says it'll grieve the Holy Ghost. And, and the truth be, any Christian, I believe, if you just check your heart, you know things that, are, that you couldn't say. Why? Because it'll grieve the Holy Ghost. That's what's most important. It'll grieve the Holy Ghost. Who do you get your answers from? Who do you get your leadings from? The Holy Spirit. Why do you want to grieve Him then when you're needing to depend upon Him so much? Well, I don't know why he would get grieved. I don't know why either. I don't care. The Bible says he does. That's all you have to know. That's all that matters. Don't try to, don't try to reason it. If you try to reason it, the devil will always be there to help you in it. He says, Let all, um, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking 
be put away from you with all malice. So let me ask you this. Verse 31, is that the new man or the old man? Old man. What are you supposed to do with the old man? What? Put off. You're to put off the old man. Everyone say, put off the old man. So you're to put off all bitterness. You're to put off all wrath. You're to put off all anger, clamor, evil speaking. You're to put all that off. Malice, bad temper. Well, it's the Irish in me. No, it's the flesh. It's the devil. That's, <laughs> that's his nature. Amen. Don't excuse the way you are. Put it off. Well, I'm always like it. Well, put it off. Put off, put on. Put off, put on. Actually, it's going to be the other way we're going to find out in a minute. It's really put on, and then you'll put off. Putting it on. Okay? So, he tells us that you and I are to put on the new man, and we're to put off the old man. So, that lets me know that you got, you've got some work to do. And it's okay to be a put on. It really is. Well, I just, that's just not the way I feel. Well, I know that. But you're to put it on. You're to act what the Word says, not go by your feelings. You're to do it by faith. Amen. And if you will do that, then the Bible says that you will be transformed. You will come into the image, that image and likeness of God that's on the inside will all of a sudden will begin to permeate and come out on the outside. All right? Now, let me give you, we're going to close here. I, I, I got some other things, but let me just give you a, a real quick thing here. <clears throat> Galatians 5.16 says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lust of the flesh is old man. So what's the answer for putting off the old man? Walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit, it'd be putting on the new man. Okay? So you're to concentrate on putting on the new man, not so much putting off the old man. You need to recognize what the old man is, but to overcome and to put him under is you're going to have to walk in the Spirit. It's not going to do you any good to walk around the house saying, I'm not going to eat that cake. I'm not going to eat that cake. I'm not going to eat that cake. That's what I was doing yesterday. I'm not going to eat that cake, that baby cake that came over there. And guess what? I almost ate the half, there's half of us gone. Because I would go in there and just take little slivers. But 20 times ends up being almost a whole cake. <laughs> Well, see, that was a strong desire that I was dealing with. And, my, and, my, and that's what I was saying. I'm not going to eat any more of that. And then I'd be right back in eating that. But he said the way to overcome the flesh is to walk in the Spirit. Okay? It's not, it's not concentrating on the things that you shouldn't do. It's concentrating on the, the things on the inside of you. The new man. The new identity. See, a lot of your problem is you, don't, you haven't found your new identity yeah, yet. That's really good. You haven't found out who you are yet. So good. Yeah. You, 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 you get glimpses, glimpse of it, but then you go back over and you start hearing what you've been called all your life or what others or how you perceive and see yourself, okay? 
and you start letting that dominate you again. Where you, the, only thing, the only identity a Christian is to have is who we are in Christ Jesus. That's the only identity that we are to recognize. Amen. You know, I was listening. Um, there was, I can't remember, an athlete, but he got hurt. Well, he felt like his whole life was gone now. Because why? Because his own identity was he was this wonderful athlete. He's nobody else to him. He has nothing else to live for. Well, see, I don't care what your career job is, how prominent, or what your status is. The, the, the uh, top uh, priority in your life, your identity, is who you are in Christ. It never changes. It never changes. So he says here that you need to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 23 says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now the fruit of the Spirit is talking about the human spirit, even though it's capitalized here. He's not... Because the Holy Spirit it does not fruit, He is. He's the He is the source. Okay, so it's talking about your recreated spirit. Your recreated spirit is love. Say, I'm love. I'm, love. I'm joy. I'm, I'm peace. I'm long suffering. I always like to give the definition that just foot twist it means to suffer long. Okay, suffer long. So if you, you think I can't suffer any longer, yeah, you, can, you need to go in here. <laughs> Gentleness. Gentleness. I'm, good. I'm good. I'm faithful. faithful. Meekness. Faithful. Temperance. Okay, this is the new man. Okay, this is who you are. And if you will, if you will walk in the Spirit, then you will begin to bear these fruits. Notice fruits. So we have the ability, we have the source on the inside because that's who you are. And if you'll learn to yield to that, then, you, then this will transform you. All right? Now, here's, here's my scripture for transformation right here. This is how you do it. Philemon 1.6. Philemon 1.6. <clears throat> that the communication of your faith What's the communication of your faith? The new man. Just that Galatians just a minute ago. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Hallelujah. That's, that's who you are. That's your faith. If you believe that's who you are, that's your faith. So the communication of your faith or the saying of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing in you which is in Christ Jesus. By the acknowledging. Everyone say acknowledging. acknowledging. Or the confession. Now whether you understand it or not, there is a spiritual law that you have what you say. What, or really it's a spiritual law, what you believe and you say, you're going to have that. That's a spiritual law. And it works for the good and it works for the negative. Amen. And so he says here, for your faith to become effectual or working, then you're going to have to begin saying what the Bible says about you. That's about as simple as it gets. Take the scriptures of in Christ, because that when it's talking about in Christ, in whom, 
then it's talking about who you are in Christ, what Christ did, and that now that's who you are in the new creature, new man. It's like 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away, all things have become new. Uh, you would say, if I'm going to acknowledge that, I'm going to begin saying, I am a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. So that's going to do away with those old things haunting me. Every time I go to do something for God, then the devil's on my shoulder saying, well, you can't do that. Well, no, I am. I'm going to do it because 2 Corinthians 5, 17, old things are passed away, all things become new. Glory to God. That evens for today. And I don't care if it was just 10 minutes ago. Hallelujah. I'm sorry for maybe what I did. I'm sorry that I said those things about Mary and I asked God to forgive me. And I'm going to go ahead now. I'm going to go do some good. Amen. Old things are passed away. But see, now that word, the, the effect that my faith is now being effectual or it's now working because I'm acknowledging that. Now, go ahead and acknowledge the negative things about yourself. If you do that, then those are going to be the things that are going to be prominent in your life. And those are going to be the things that, have, that, have, that you're in bondage to. Well, I just have, I have a bad temper. I, I am just the worst person. I am not patient at all. I am so impatient. Well, guess what? You just stay impatient all the time. And I was, just, but you know why? Because I was born this way. And my mom was this way. Her grandma was, was this way. And it just runs in our family. Well, because your whole family has been confessing that over and over. Someone needs to break the cycle. Someone needs to start breaking cycles. And the only way you're going to do it is believe what God says about you, that you are patient. Say, I am patient. I am patient. Amen. Amen. Now, let's just read this because this is who you are, and then we'll stop. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, Amplified Bible. This says love. Everyone say love. Bible says in Romans 5, 5, that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You are a person of love. You may act unloving, 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 but you are love because you have the same love that God works off of. God is, is in you. Okay? So you can't say that any of these things are untrue about you. You could say this, I don't act this way, all right, but I can if I choose to. If I'll believe the word and begin doing it, then I can. If I start acknowledging my faith. So love endures long and is patient and kind. Say, I, am, I endure long and I'm patient and kind. Now, if you're having problems with these areas, then I suggest you, you memorize this, you read this, and you begin confessing the love chapter. We call it the love chapter. And I understand this. When we start talking about the love chapter, then there's probably going to be arguments, more fights, more things begin to <laughs> flare up, you know. But, hey, somewhere you got to start doing it. You just got to start. And, and, I, and I will say this to you, especially husbands and wives. 
You don't take the love chapter and tell them what they need to do. You don't do that. Okay? Well, I would be more loving if you'd be more kinder. It don't work that way. It, it has nothing to do with them at this moment. This is all about you being transformed. Whether they choose to transform or not, whether they choose to put on the new man or not, it's totally up to them. They may not, I don't know, but that don't matter. You're going to be standing before God by yourself, not with them. Amen. If they, if they, if they want to act like a heathen, then they're going to act like a heathen. But don't you act like one just because they're acting like one. Amen. Right now, I've been a great influence for Pastor Kimberly. <laughs> Haven't I? See, this is why you should never say those things. Because I'm seeing that old man right now. <laughs> so love, so when it says love, that's talk, I could, you could put your name in there. All right? Gabe is endures long. Gabe is patient and kind. Gabe is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. Gabe is not boastful or vainglorious, and he does not display, display himself haughtily. Now, I'm not going to ask Austin if that's the way Gabe is. Because he's not got the right to judge. This is what the Bible says is about his new man. That's who he is. That's the capability that he has to do. And if he'll believe that and start acknowledging that, guess what? You'll start acting like that. Yes. It may take a while. There ain't none of us that have arrived. I'm close, but I haven't arrived. <laughs> Gabe is not in... in I'm going to just use you, okay? Gabe is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Listen, this one. Gabe is, Gabe is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Gabe, God's love in Gabe, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. I don't care. Wherever you guys want to go eat, I'll go eat. <laughs> for, for it is not, Gabe is not self-seeking. Ah, that's good. Love's not self-seeking. It's not what I'm going to get out of it. You know, God saved all of us, and his whole thought pattern was, what am, what's going to be about you? You're going to get saved. You're not going to have to go to hell. You're going to get to go to heaven. That's why he gave his son. It wasn't, it wasn't, first of all, about him getting a family. It was about rescuing you. He did get a family, but it was not self-seeking. Are you here? Gabe is not touchy. Just can't. Don't say that around Gabe. He gets all upset about that. <laughs> Gabe is not fretful or worrying or resentful. Gabe takes, oh, I like this one. Gabe takes no account of anything Austin says about him. Pays no <laughs> attention to a suffered wrong. <laughs> Just laughs about it. Just like now. Just laughs about it. He does, Gabe doesn't rejoice in injustice and righteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevails. Not, not happy when others fail. Even though they may deserve it, you're not happy about it. You don't rejoice about it. Amen? Love, or Gabe, bears up under anything and everything that comes. 
He is ready, he is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Amen. Man, have you, you heard about what's his name? Man, they've been, they've been acting, and the way they act and everything. Gabe says, yeah, but you know what? They have pretty eyes. <laughs> May not be able to say anything else about them, but got beautiful eyes. Amen. His, Gabe's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and he endures everything without weakening. Gabe never fails. Glory to God. Amen? See, that's the love of God that you carry in you. You, are, you have that love inside. So don't ever say this, that I can't do those things. No, you can't because the source is on the inside. The power to do that is in the inside because that's who you are. You're, you're made after the image and likeness of God. Amen? You are, you have the love of God. It's if you will change your way, you'll change the way you think and what you say, then what will happen is you'll become patient. You'll become kind. Glory to God. You'll